Good evening and welcome back to another edition of CEC here at Impact Gospel Ministries, where each week we try to bring you very important content to help you try and challenge your faith, uh, help you wrestle with things to help you grow in God, and all of that in under an hour. Thank you so much for joining us, families and friends. We appreciate you. Click the share button, the subscribe button, so that you can share with your friends and family and never miss our content, which comes out each week. I'm one of your hosts, Gavin, and I'm here again with Pastor Riley this week. Welcome, Pastor Riley. Oh, thank you, Gavin. It's so nice to be back. I think we've had a really good run with this series, Power of a Transformed Mind. Have you been enjoying it? Yes, I have. <laughs> I feel like my mind indeed is transforming. I, yeah, I agree. Really been very challenged by a lot of things that have been happening here. That's right. You know... For anyone who missed it, this is one of the main purposes of us studying to renew our minds so that we can access a supernatural life of power in the presence of God and release it into our circles of influence. God has so much more for us to do in this life and so much more is available to us as his children, more than sometimes we even think. So I'm going to ask Pastor to pray so we can get right into it this week. Amen. Let's pray. Oh dear, almighty God. God of all wisdom and all knowledge. God, we gather here this evening, another time to dig further in your words, Lord, because we realize how important, how essential uh, knowing your words really are to us and our daily walk with you. So, Father, as we, as we search out your scriptures, open our minds and our hearts, oh God, may our, oh God, discussions, Father, be in line with your will and your guidance. Father, reveal to us what we are yet to know, God. We are going to talk about revelation, so God, we look to you that you will reveal things to us that we never knew before. Have your way this evening, oh God. We trust you and believe you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. This week, we're going to be talking about putting revelation into practice. But... As per normal, we're covering a lot of ground. Sometimes we're going really fast. So, Pastor, would you like to just take us on a review up until this point to get us all caught up to what we've done and said so far? Yes, indeed. You know, just to make sure that you have been paying attention and retaining this in mind. You know, but we are, we are, we are fair, so we like to freshen our thoughts as we go in. Romans 8, 11. Uh, in week one, you know, point one, tells us powerless Christianity is inexcusable. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's no rationale you can make to justify it. Point two, God's will is that we demonstrate the kingdom of heaven, whatever we do and wherever we go. Point three, we are commanded to repent and renew our minds because the kingdom of heaven is within our reach. Point four, each of us are the house of God. The Holy Spirit lives within us. And point five, his spirit and power has already been poured out, praise the Lord, available to all his children who believe. Mm -hmm. Last week's concept, we talk about a couple. We need to break off the leaven of Pharisees and embrace the leaven of the kingdom. Amen. I enjoyed Amen. that one. Amen. What a wonderful time we had. Our level of revelation sets the boundary lines for our faith. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. Amen. So we look forward to what Gavin has in mind for this week. <laughs> for those who haven't noticed or haven't been here with us, we're actually adapting our study off of the book, Power of a Transformed Mind by Pastor Bill Johnson. And so we're taking some of his material, adding some of it in, some of our own in as well to come up with this course for you. Mm -hmm. So we talked about revelation. We ended off with how it sets the boundary lines for our faith, how we can't believe for anything outside of what we've um, understood or what's been revealed to us as truth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, small revelation, small boundary lines, small faith, small results. 
And so we talked about getting more revelation, how we recognize it, how we posture ourselves to receive more, but we can't stop there. True, true. So this week we're what I'm calling part one of putting revelation into practice. We're going to see what we can do to take this away from just my knowledge and start implementing it in our lives. Amen. So context for this week, we have four basic ones. One, recognize the power of your praise. Two, recognize the power of your agreement. Part three, remind yourself of God's word. Wow. And four, you are actually a co-laborer with God. Amen. So we got some good stuff to cover. And the basis where we're going to use to uh, springboard into this lesson is James chapter 1. Pastor, would you like to read James 1, 16? From verse 16 for us. Yes, for sure. I'm reading the NLT, mm -hmm. James 1, and I'm reading from verse 16. So don't be misled, my brother, my dear brothers and sisters. Whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God, our Father, who created all the lights in the heavens. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He chose to give birth to us by giving us his true word. And we out of all creation became his prized possession. And we skip over to verses 22 to 25. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it is like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Amen. Amen. Sounds good. Don't only be a hearer, but also do it. That's right. We want to move away from people who only hear or accumulate head knowledge and move into doing. Mm -hmm. So our first point, how do we move from just knowing to doing? Recognize the power of your praise. Mm. I feel like sometimes we underestimate or undervalue uh, what the effect of our praises has on us, how it moves the heart of God, how it affects the atmosphere around us. I think there's so much more that we can tap into in terms of praise. Mm -hmm. You know, what is praise? Really, it's our response to God's consistent, unchanging nature. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we know God and we know who he is, we ground ourselves in his faithfulness and we thank him for that. It's super important, especially in hard seasons, because it focuses our attention on Him. Amen. I mean, Amen. how easy is it to be focused on other things right now? That's right. COVID, uh, racial tensions, the political climate. So many distractions. All of them. And, and uh, praise, I believe, you know, you praise someone when you learn about uh, their characteristics, the things that they do, things about them. So as you, as you get to know God, mm -hmm. you can praise Him. He's been good to you. Right. Thank God for His goodness. God, you are so good. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's why uh, one of the reasons Jesus wanted to know how, uh, what the disciples thought of Him. Who do you say that I am? Right. I believe God <laughs> today wants to know, how do you see me? You know, what do you think of me? So when we lift our praises... God, you are the best thing that ever happened to me. You are the first in my life. And, and I remember praying this. You know, how, how in the commandments said, don't have any other God beside me. Mm -hmm. You know, I came to a discovery one day and I started to pray and telling God, you know, God, I need no other God beside you. Exactly. Right? And when we praise him from, from our experience with him, he receives it. Absolutely. And he responds according to his words. You know, it's so good. You remind me of, I once heard a worship leader who was trying to stretch their congregation by saying, okay, just like Jesus said, 
okay, these are what everybody else says about me, but what right. do you say? Exactly. Who do you say I am? So this worship leader is trying to get the congregation not just to depend on the words that the worship team was singing, mm -hmm. but to express themselves authentically in their own words yeah. to God. Oh. And of course, some people may feel really uncomfortable with that, but it was, it was really interesting to see, and it really forces you to express who do you say yourself that God is, Amen. and there's definitely power in that. Amen. Amen. So in hard situations, we're not denying the reality of our problems. It's, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But we are definitely denying them the emphasis in our lives. Mm -hmm. You know, this may be happening, but my God is a healer. Amen. I may be short on finances right now, but my God is a provider. We, whatever we magnify or focus on becomes bigger in our minds. So we want to keep True. God big and not keep him small. Oh, man. Oh man, and you know, usually, if, if it's a problem, every every morning you wake up, mm -hmm. and you walk down the road, it's the problem. You're going to bed, the last thing is the problem, versus the one who can solve it. Well, exactly, right? And and there's no return coming back <laughs> from 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 those problems. Mm -hmm. But when we do focus on God, the the one who can solve our problems, when he when he does solve them or when we place them before him, when we retain him in our minds, we have stuff coming back to us. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. I mean, if God has revealed something to you, praise him for it. Glory. If you've seen a new depth to his goodness, praise him for it. Amen. Amen. Just like the, uh, the one blind man out of the ten. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, the, all ten, they were walking down the road, you know, they suddenly looked and, oh, wow, we are, things are different. We have cleaned up. Right. The other nine, oh, my, let's celebrate. <laughs> and one is thinking, no, it's because of his goodness. So he's thinking, I got to go praise him. I got mm -hmm. to go. I want him to know what he has done for me and how I feel about it. So he returned right. to give him that. Absolutely. That's right. So then, I have a question for our viewers and our listeners. What are some things that you can praise God for right now, even in the middle of a pandemic? Amen. What can you praise God for right now? Anything that you have overlooked. <laughs> Anything we've forgotten to give praise for. Amen. Amen. I mean, for me, I can praise God for his provision. Mm -hmm. He said he is a provider and he has continually been providing for me, even in the middle of this season. Amen. Amen. And, and for me, uh, you look at a, a certain picture and it looks like nothing is working out. Mm -hmm. Well, you take a closer look and you see, don't let the big uh, picture before your eyes fool you. Within that, God is already moving. Oh, yeah. And many times we wait until that whole thing is moved. Before we can say, yes, God intervened. Mm -hmm. But many times he's already working. He's just testing your faith a little bit more. Right. But when you look close, you can see God's blessing in every single area. No wonder the song says, he'll take me through. Of course. Yes, he'll take me through. Praise to Almighty God. Amen. He deserves our praise. I mean, maybe we should just take a moment and thank him for all, all that he's been doing for us just right now. Amen. You know, thank you, Lord, that oh, you are a healer. Thank yes. you, Lord God, that you make God, us above and not beneath. You. You know, yes, thank you, Lord, God. that we are not we are underneath not. Oh, the power of the enemy, Jesus. but like we are seated with you oh, in heavenly places. Goodness, thank you for your blood and your salvation, oh, God. Thank you for Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your kindness, your mercies every single day. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you love us and you gave your life for us. Thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit, God. Thank you that we are victorious in this life because of you in any season. Amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. God, thank you. You know, we should never cease to give him praise and thanks. That's right. There's power in it, even if you haven't realized it till this point. Start giving him thanks. Start praising. Watch how things shift around you just from doing that. Mm -hmm. 
it is true uh, in the song that says when the praises uh, mm-hmm. go up the mm-hmm. blessing comes Calms down I have proven it Gavin <laughs> has proven it you know and I'm sure some of you many of you out there have proven that too mm-hmm. you know and those who haven't try it yeah it really works, it works. <laughs> oh that's good so the power of our praises that's one part part two this is will be interesting for some people recognize the power in your agreement there is so much power in our agreements we actually put the weight of our beliefs behind what we agree with mm-hmm. so for example praise Mm-hmm. Praise also brings you into agreement with who God is. Mm-hmm. And so there you put the weight of your belief behind agreeing that God is good and that God is your provider and that God is your healer. Mm-hmm. But see, too many times we are not agreeing with good things. So if we agree with lies, we actually put faith in the lies. <laughs> and that's why it's so important to know the truth and to think well. That's right. Triggering example, do we really believe that God wants to heal people? Mm. Sometimes we say, yeah, of course he does. But deep down, we agree more with something else. Mm-hmm. And I'm using healing as an example, but it really applies to everything. If you agree with the lie that God's children shouldn't have too much money, for example, then we agree with the lie and put faith in the fact that poverty is from God. That's right. If you don't like say it that way, then you don't really see how detrimental it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What, if, what if we were with blind Bartimaeus? Some of us <laughs> would tell him, oh, sir, your blindness is a gift from God Whoa. to help you become a better person. I... What? <laughs> How can we agree more with things like God sends sickness and pain to help me learn Mm -hmm. instead of scriptures like Matthew 7, 11? So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly father give good gifts to those who ask him? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. How, how, How are we surprised if we think like this and we pray for healing, it doesn't happen? We've become literally double-minded, saying one thing and believing another. Mm-hmm. Part of putting revelation to practice is coming into agreement with what's been revealed to you. Not just hearing, but agreeing and putting the weight of our belief behind it. Mm-hmm. So then my next question, in light of this, why is it easy for some people to confess one thing with their mouth but believe something else in their heart. If I if I try to answer that, <laughs> you know, as 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 you were going through that stuff there, Gavin, mm. I was thinking that when we really uh, put ourselves in position like that, mm-hmm. you question how well do we know God? Mm. Because then we we say a lot of things about Him. Yes. But if you don't believe it, you don't follow that. I mean, if you believe God to be a healer, I mean, you're looking to him to heal. Mm-hmm. For example, my mother, my mother mm-hmm. she looks to God for healing all the time. Right. Many times in her testimonies, she would talk about, oh, I was so sick last night. Oh, this pain, I didn't know where to turn. But I just laid my hand and said, Jesus, you're my healer. <laughs> and she was testifying that God answered her prayer and healed her. Exactly. 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 So, so when, 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 she, when she talks about that, she can put her belief behind it. She can be in agreement with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? And then... If, if you have a, a similar person, you know, with the same mindset, so three or four of them that gets together, that be, truly believe that God is a healer, yes, yes. and they approve that, and they agree on this, oh, they can shake heaven. Of course. The, the witnesses, the testimony of more than one person. Amen. Yeah. Amen. 
And even the scripture teaches us, if you touch anything in agreement, mm -hmm. he's going to be in the midst. He's going to be in the midst. How powerful is that? Agreeing with the truth of who God is and agreeing with each other at the same That's time. Right. That's right. And you watch, you, 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 you watch so, many, so many people work in this way and how God responds to them. And when, you, when we receive reports like that, you know, we who know that how good God is, mm -hmm. when we hear those good reports, we also get in agreement with that because yes, of course, yes, we know, yes. Now they have come to know that God, yes, this is good. So agreeing is really important. You know, putting our agreement, solid agreement behind the belief. Mm -hmm. You make me think of, um, like you bring, up, bring out a good point that, especially in the case of your mother, because so often she's called on God to heal her, and he has, mm -hmm. and she can testify about it, and she could put weight behind her, that statement, that belief. There's something to be said about having your own encounters mm -hmm. with God. Amen. Every time you encounter God, I feel like that brings you into truth, it brings you into revelation, it brings you into agreement mm -hmm. with the truth that that reveals to us. So I think encounters, Mm -hmm. are one way to get us to align with and agree with who God is. If we... Amen. Amen. Okay, so, may, so maybe some people say one thing but agree with something else because they're prioritizing their experience mm -hmm. over what they're being taught. If they've never had an encounter with God, then it's hard for them to agree with what we say should be an encounter with God until they have their own experience. Amen. And... and I, I believe, like there, there are many believers uh, who, have, who have gone through that encounter, but unfortunately, mm. there are many who have never encountered anything uh, more than reading the scripture and say, I believe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You, 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 you believe there is a God, you believe God is good. When God has done something, in response to what you request or ask for. Yes. Now, now you have taken it beyond belief where you're saying, I know. <laughs> I know. For example, for, for me as a young person, mm -hmm. you know, I wanted to, I, I, I had an exciting time in church. I felt so good. And I, 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 I realized there are many that have started and turn back, turn, you know, to the old way. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt so good, I, I, I got scared. And I said, God, if ever I got that mind to walk away from you, give me something that no matter what, mm -hmm. I will know that you are real. And guess what? Amen. God did. And through, throughout all my life, I, 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 I lived beyond believing there is a God to knowing there is a God because I met yeah. an encounter. Mm-hmm. So I can put all my uh, agreement behind it that yes. God is real, He exists, and He does respond to us. Here's an interesting question. How, how would you say, we always talk we should be bold with our faith. <laughs> how would you say boldness and our personal experience or encounters are maybe related? I would think so. I think maybe we always say we want believers to be more bold. We want to be more bold. Mm -hmm. But what's going, what drives that boldness in us? Revelation, yes. Mm -hmm. But perhaps our own encounter, uh, a tangible experience that we can, we can press into, we can throw our weight behind, would make us more confident. And, and some of it you, you could get to... Cause, uh, for me, I was, I was curious about certain things in the scripture. Mm -hmm. Like maybe I was too literal, I took it literal. <laughs> so if you ask anything in my name, believing, you will receive it. Mm -hmm. And so I took him at his word. And so when, when, when I needed something, my prayer to him was, God, I read in your words that you said this. Now I'm asking this. And I'm, I, I expected to receive it. <laughs> and, and until this day, 
sometimes I, I wonder how, but I did receive it. Yeah. And guess what happened to my faith? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So then as your faith is stronger, when you're challenged in certain circumstances, you are bold because you have proven God. You mm-hmm. know that God does this. Yes. So somebody asks you to pray for, pray for me. Please pray for me. Mm-hmm. You can go boldly because you know God has answered your prayer. Amen. Big difference. Very big difference. Compared to, I believe he can. Which is good. Mm-hmm. But better yet. Because when you believe he can, you're coming and going, God, I believe you. But you get to be under where God, I know you. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. What, what is the pastor talking about? You can't know God. Yes, you can. I don't say I know everything about him. Exactly. Because he's deep, he's high, he's wide. Mm-hmm. But I know my God. Yeah. When I say, oh, Father, word in heaven, I know who I'm talking to. Amen. That's something we all need. That's right. I, he's our loving father. We're his children. There should be a relationship of knowing. That's right. On both sides. Yeah. You, you put that behind your faith and... As you as you prove it more and more, your faith grows more and more. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that leads me to this next question. Sometimes people believe lies because it's easier to see themselves in a negative way. So especially with what we we're just talking about, how can we fight this unworthy complex? I believe I have an answer for that. <laughs> Hit me. I believe it began with how we were taught to accept the Lord. Mm-hmm. You got to humble yourself. You got to admit you're a sinner. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying anything is wrong with that, by the way. You admit, there's open your heart to him. Right. right? You got to see yourself for who you are, a sinner that needs to be saved by the grace of God. But in that getting down there we start to believe that if we are not seeing ourselves as dust <laughs> all the time then yeah. there's no humility in there mm-hmm. but rem- remember the I, I'm quoting a lot of songs there's, there, there's a song that said he picked me up yeah, yeah. the psalmist David said he pulled me from the miry clay yes right we talk about a lifting up, a lifting out of. So why are we so intent on putting ourselves back there? Mm-hmm. Because we feel like if we celebrate that God has broken the bond of sin, has forgiven us, and now grant us new life and a liberty in him, then we feel like we are not humble enough. For some reason, yeah. So we confuse putting ourselves down with humility. Yeah. I think it's a false humility. That's right. And if we falsely believe ourselves kind of like that, then we may also feel we are unworthy to even receive some of the things that God says he wants to give us. I mean, why would God heal a person like me? Mm-hmm. I'm not worthy of the Lord to touch me. That's right. Why would God bless my family in that way you bless others, you know. Right. We're not even that good yet. That that kind of mindset. I, I, I have I have one for you. Mm. <laughs> I, I will come back. <laughs> I will come back. <laughs> I have been granted mercy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just <sighs> Well I think what we agree with has a profound effect on how we perceive things. And so, like we said, even praising helps to align our agreements Mm -hmm. and to better agree with things, we can move to point three, which is to remind ourselves of his word. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of scripture that we read over the years Mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't retain all of it. That's right. But... What we need to do is get it in us. It's not just for, for head knowledge, but internalize it. Mm-hmm. And then also visit them often again to 
I don't know, say strengthen your agreement with these with these truths. Like for example, we have things like John 15, 15. This is the Bible. It says, No longer, Jesus speaking, do I call you servants. For a servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. How can we, if we agree with this statement, then we can no longer agree with the, the mindset that, that we are slaves or we are earning our way into God's favor. <laughs> or that we can't no longer agree with that we don't know, we can't possibly know what God is doing because he says right here, I've called you friends for all the things that I heard from my father, I have made known to you. Mm-hmm. Agreement with this breaks agreement with a lot of other things. But we have to know the word and remind ourselves of words like this so we can agree with them, confess them, live them out, as opposed to other things that maybe are our default. No, 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 no. Wait a minute there. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. So are you saying right now, Jesus himself said, he no longer call a servant. Yes. So if Jesus is not calling a servant, come on now. If Jesus is not calling a servant, why do we call ourselves servants? I think that's a really good question. You see, part of the point I, I was the question I was going to ask <laughs> uh, had to do with uh, Peter, you know fasting and seeing that sheet with all the various animals on it when he was hungry. Yes. And Jesus' word to him that says, don't call anything that I've cleansed common or unclean. Or unclean. <laughs> and and it, it occurs to me that many of us as believers, when we come to the throne of grace, we go, Lord, I am undone. I am, I am unclean before you. But he himself said, what? I have cleansed. So how many... So we come, Lord, clean me. So how long does it take for us to become uh, contaminated again that <laughs> our next prayer is, Lord, clean me? Mm-hmm. You know, two hours, three hours... You see, part of that mindset, we feel like we are presuming things. Yeah. But we are not presuming it. We are claiming what the scripture says. Mm-hmm. We are putting our... <laughs> our revelation into practice. Amen. It's Amen. been revealed to you that Jesus' blood washes us clean. So That's walk right. in it. That's right. That's right. And, and stop putting ourselves back. It, make, it makes it sound like we are... Promoting ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> but if you look at what the scripture is saying. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't call you servants anymore. Yeah, he literally said that. It's not yeah. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I call you friends because a servant don't know what the master is doing. But because you know, you're my friends. Didn't the scripture say we're going to be hearers and joint hearers with him? Mm-hmm. Right? So then... If we keep pushing ourselves back every time we come to the throne of grace, yes. I mean, we don't have to come and go, God, I'm good. <laughs> right? I, I think that's another extreme. Oh, God, I have fasted five days this week. God, I'm clean. I don't, I don't need you to do anything. Maybe Gavin needs some touching up, <laughs> but, but I'm good. I, I, that's not what I'm getting at. But if we keep putting ourselves on repentance ground, uh, back in the mire, back in the muck, mm-hmm. then we are real, we are truly denying the power of God. Because if yeah. He has set us free, made us new creatures, transformed our minds, mm-hmm. renewing it by His Spirit, then we are actually denying the power thereof. Because we are saying, yes, it sounds good, but we are not there yet. So Lord, pull me up out mm-hmm. of this pit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, out of this miry clay. God, wash me. You know, maybe we are missing something. Yeah. Not only read this, but agree with it. Amen. Exactly. Bring, 
put the, the weight of your faith and your belief behind what the word says. Wow. I mean, I think that that's a, an important scripture. And there's a lot of others that go with it. Mm-hmm. If we agree more with the fact that we are unclean still, mm-hmm. instead of agreeing with, no, the blood of Jesus is powerful enough to cleanse all of our sins and make us clean before God, not of ourselves, but through the work of his son, agreeing with that, it it would help us walk differently, behave differently. Mm -hmm. Or here's another one, John 14, 14. And if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Mm -hmm. So some people often wonder why we say in the name of Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> he literally said ask in my name mm-hmm. you know so we go to the father and asking in the name of his son yeah yeah that's awesome it's scriptural and we have to remind ourselves that he said that so 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 Gavin if we are going to take the scripture mm-hmm. at, 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 at the word yeah yeah if you ask anything in my name, anything, <laughs> but then we hear people say, God will supply your needs, but not your wants. <laughs> so what I'm going to do, <laughs> I'm going to start this question because Today, I also want to touch on one of the agreements that we make Mm. that undermines the scripture all the time. Mm. Mm. Because, yes, there are so many people who are like, no, 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 you can't just ask God for whatever. Right. Or, in other words, you should ask God for what he wants for you, not what you want for you. Mm. Sounds good, Mm. but there is a subtle agreement with something that's not scriptural in that true, true. and i yes we're going to come back to this because mm. it's subtle but it changes how we see god so no that's a very good question it's a very good question <laughs> beside that on the same vein john fifteen seven also says if you abide in me and my words abide in you you will ask what you desire And it shall be done for you. Amen. Some of us read that to say, you will ask what I desire and it shall be done for you. Mm -hmm. And when we ask, and if we don't see it happening, what do we always say? God did not want that for you. It was not his will. (laughs) Right. Here's two scriptures on the very same thing. Like there, this was something Jesus was trying to communicate to us that, you know, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. I care about what you care about. Mm-hmm. So ask me, mm-hmm. I'm your Lord, I'm your provider, I'm your father, I want to give you good gifts. Ask me and I will do it for you. Mm-hmm. Again, in Mark eleven twenty four. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Well, he can't really mean that. <laughs> Again, that, that unworthiness complex. How could God want to give me the good things that I desire? Wow. So, so, so Gavin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, if believers, if children of God can ask anything they desire, mm-hmm. and the Lord said he would give, give it to them, why don't we have all rich Christians? <laughs> Why don't we see the fulfillment of the word That's more right. than we do? That's right. Because I assume a lot of people do desire additional finances, additional provision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he says, whatever you ask when you pray, that you will believe you receive them and you will have them. So how come? Mm-hmm. What do you guys think out there? Somebody put why does Jesus say we ask and mix or just James say we ask and mix? I mean, that's a good point. There, James says, okay, one of the reasons mm-hmm. that you might not get what you ask for mm-hmm. 
It's literally, you ask for the wrong motivation. Mm. You're not asking it because you need this or you desire it to do good. You literally desire it to push someone else down. Or you literally desire it to, to, to strive against someone else for some other undermined purpose. So you have ulterior motives. You have motives. ulterior motives. Okay. Okay. Dad, can I have this new shiny toy? Mm -hmm. If that's what I desire for myself, because I want it for me, that's different than if I wanted to make someone at school feel bad that they don't have what I'm looking for, what I have, or that they're unable to get that. Okay. So that's kind of like, Simon, in the scripture, that when, when he saw uh, the apostles, they laid hands on people and they received the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And Simon secretly offered them money because he wanted uh, that power. He wanted that power, but not for the reason that they were doing it. Mm. And so Paul, uh, either Paul or Peter got on his case. <laughs> Yeah, motives matter. Your heart matters. That's right. The natures of your desire matter. No, this is good. Mm. This is good. Remembering these scriptures and speaking them and declaring them, understanding them, is an essential part of acting or activating our faith. Amen. 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 I mean, think of how many mess other messages you receive in a week. Social media, the news co-workers you know the word can get really lost in the mix if we aren't diligent to take it in as often as we get a lot of these other things mm -hmm. what did we say last week faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of okay. god that's okay. romans 10 17 it's one of our favorites mm -hmm. so I have other questions but because you brought it up before we're going to talk about point four and then we'll have some more discussion so you asked, mm. if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. And you're talking about, so God cares about what we want. Mm -hmm. God is interested in what we are interested in. Mm -hmm. How can that be? Okay. And here's probably the most controversial point of the book. Bill Johnson says, think of it this way. The scripture says in 2 Corinthians 6, 1, we then as workers together with him also plead you not to receive the grace of God in vain. Okay. And often that's something that we gloss over. But he says, stop and think. You are literally a co-laborer with God. Mm -hmm. So point four, you are a co-laborer laborer with God. You are literally a partner, a co-worker in a larger work. Mm. Now, we've already touched this because we saw it in Matthew 14 two weeks ago when we were talking about the feeding of the 5,000. Right. We talked about how the disciples were participants in the miracle. Better yet, they were like the partners in the miracle. Jesus involved them. Mm -hmm. He worked together with them to accomplish the miracles. The bread was multiplied in their hands. True, true. And this is the model and example for our lives. Not so much call on the Lord and let him do it. Because mm -hmm. remember, Jesus said, you feed them. Mm -hmm. Okay, so then, and here's where it starts to get sticky for some people. If we are partners, if we are working together, mm -hmm. then some of our interests or desires or inputs have influence with God. Yeah. Some of what we desire is taken into account because we are working together to accomplish what he wants to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So there's a, there's a part of, of us that's involved in the equation. Right. But what do we really normally do as Christians? This was my favorite, <laughs> favorite example. 
literally we behave like we were created as robots. And so the robot comes to God and says, Lord, I just want what you want for me. Amen. And we think we can think of God being like, that's great. So what do you want to do? I want to work with you. What do you want to do? And we say, just whatever you want, Lord, your will be done. <laughs> it's like, well, my will is also to work with you. So tell me something that you also want. No, Lord, I just empty me of me and only you, God, nothing of me. And God being like, you know, I literally created you. I gave you free will. You're my son. I want to work with you. No, Lord, just tell me what to do. I don't need anything else but what you want. And we go through this cycle of, even though we celebrate God gives us good uh, free will, we like to pretend that we are robots and that our will has no effect on God or he doesn't want to take us, take our will into consideration which is a really interesting but sometimes contradictory way to live life. Because we, we, we use certain statements we use and words. Box, box ourselves in corner. Mm -hmm. Lord, I can do nothing without you. I am nothing without you. Mm -hmm. okay? I mean, there's some truth. There is a level the, of truth to that. But the, but the way we take it. But then we look at Paul saying, I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Is it he didn't say <laughs> God is doing all things through me. Mm -hmm. So yes. I Paul. In other words, he has empowered me to do these things. He working through me. That's a great distinction. Because we read, I can do all things through Christ. That's right. But we hear God can do all things through me. Through me. me. And if he wanted to say it that way, I think he would have said it that way. Exactly. So then we nullify uh, the giftings that he has placed in us. I, I, I refer quickly to a story in the, in the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. When God instructed Noah to build, uh, uh, not Noah, uh, Moses, to build the Ark of the Covenant. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, it was, it was particular with the design. Mm -hmm. The trouble was there was nobody in camp had ever seen that thing <laughs> or knew what to do. Mm -hmm. God himself said he was going to give certain individuals the skills to do it. So instead of God coming down and go, don't worry, Moses, step aside. I got this. <laughs> he said he planted that skill. Right in a life body that even though he had gone to a training school, mm -hmm. God had given him that skill to build that exact thing. So then when 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 we don't embrace the giftings that God plays in us, mm -hmm. I wonder, we come to him and we say we are empty shell. Where's the gifting that he gave you? He put more in us than we think. That's right. That's I right. no, I think it's good to go back to the Old Testament. Or even back to the beginning, Adam. Mm -hmm. God didn't say, Adam, name these animals what I tell you to name them. <laughs> the Lord actually brought the animals to Adam and said, name them. And he sat back and see to see what he would do. Right. He was interested in his input. And whatever Adam called them, that is what they were called. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... Like you said, there is a truth to that we need God. Right. We are not the fullness of who we should be without him. Right. But it's not true to completely disregard who we are. Mm -hmm. After all, Jesus died for us. Mm -hmm. He shed his blood. He went through all of that to redeem us so we could have that relationship with the Father. That doesn't sound like nothing to me. Mm -hmm. right? I don't think anyone would go through those lengths... For something that wasn't precious, mm -hmm. for something that wasn't meaningful to them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if we use the model of the 5,000 and understand that God wants to work with us, then we need to extrapolate that to more things that we do, that God is a co-laborer with us. Mm -hmm. So we partner with God by praying and declaring his words over the lives of ourselves and others. We, we work with God to demonstrate the kingdom, to show his nature to others. Mm -hmm. He wants to use you. Mm -hmm. 
He wants to work together with you as opposed to just for you. So the first question I want to ask, <laughs> we, we have another example of this in Mark 4, 35 to 40. Mm-hmm. And most of us would say, well, I think they were right. They prayed to Jesus, but Jesus reprimanded them for just asking him. Maybe what we should do is read that scripture and then discuss why does Jesus reprimand the disciples even after he calms the storm? Mm. We're in Mark 4, 35 to 40. Okay. According to the NLT, again, as evening came, Jesus said to his disciples, let's cross to the other side of the lake. So they took Jesus in the boat and started out leaving the crowds behind, although other boats followed. But soon a fierce storm came up. High waves were breaking into the boat, and it began to fill with water. Mm -hmm. Jesus was sleeping at the back of the boat with his head on a cushion. The disciples woke him up, shouting, Teacher, don't you care that we are going to drown? Mm -hmm. When Jesus woke up, he rebuked the wind and said, to the wave, silence, be still. Suddenly the wind stopped and there was a great calm. Then he asked them, why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? <laughs> the, the disciples were absolutely terrified. Who is this man? They asked each other, even the wind and the waves obey him. Mm. Interesting. Why do you have no faith? For much of my life, I, I wrestled with this because I was thinking, okay, there was a bad situation. Mm-hmm. They literally went to Jesus and talked to him about it. We, could, we would call that praying. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in these days, something happens. Okay, Jesus, here's what happened. Please help me. Right. They called for they help. They called for help. Yeah. Jesus, in his, great, in his mercy, answered, answered yeah. did what they asked. And then said, why do you have no faith? Yeah. Whereas these days we would say, that was faith. They asked Jesus to do it and he did it for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, no, you have no faith. Mm-hmm. So why does Jesus reprimand them? <laughs> well, I think two scenarios go through my mind. Mm-hmm. Why did they think they were going to perish <laughs> while Jesus was in the boat? Also true. The other thing is that Jesus was the one who said, let's go to the other side. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if, if Jesus is planning this, right? Jesus design, designed this, yes. just because the storm comes up, don't say that Jesus took them in the boat to perish. You don't care that we are going <laughs> to drown. But Jesus was the one who said, let's go to the other side. So one, they forgot that it was Jesus' desire to go there. Jesus is in the boat. Mm-hmm. If, if, if Jesus, uh, there's a song that says, back to songs, that said, if Jesus is in the company, what a happy time. Jesus is in the boat with you, man. Don't worry. That's also true. Why, why are you so concerned? That's right. But I believe when he went faith, it faith, tends to be action. Yes. Linked to action. Yes. You see, the other side that Jesus is in there, that trust. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing is going to... I trust the Lord. If something was going to happen, you would wake up and do something about it. Yeah. Faith would be, no, I am a child of God. Come on I'm now. called by Him. Mm-hmm. You know, and just as I see Him do this, in the name of Jesus, you know, storm cease. Amen. Wind is still. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I really think Jesus expected them after being with him and seeing him do such things. I think Jesus expected them to do that. That's right. Because if we go back uh, in his teaching, if you have faith, you know, like the size of a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed. Mm -hmm. And it it, it will move. So when Jesus asked about faith, 
It wasn't like he was just introducing this concept to them. Right. Like it was literally saying, you still don't have none? <laughs> you still don't have no faith. We've been talking about this, we've been exercising this, and still you're not at that yeah. level yet. Yeah. I think that's so often we believe God's desire is to do things for us. Mm-hmm. But what if God's favorite method is working through people? He wants to work with us or through us instead of just for us. How much would we agree that God's favorite method of working is through people as opposed to a what we might call a sovereign act? Mm. God does like instruments. Uh, I often wondered about the, the plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. And, and this is where most of the world tends to go. Uh, God already knows how to save me. <laughs> right? Yes. Why, why, why doesn't God just wash the whole world of sin and everybody's good? Right? Why did Jesus just call the whole world when he came? He, he picked out 12. Mm-hmm. Fixed them up good. Set them out and he went back. Yes. Right? And what did he tell them? Go into all the world. 12 of them. You go into all the world. And That's true. The gospel. He could have done it himself. That's right. Jesus didn't do his ministry by himself. That's right. Hmm. He spent most time, if not all, pouring into those 12. Yes. Then he empowered them. He said, wait at uh, Jerusalem until you be filled with power from an eye. Mm-hmm. Right? So he empowered them, sent them out to do the work that he came to do. Why didn't he call the whole world? You know, he, he, to me, and this might be a little bit cheeky, <laughs> man messed it up, so man need to do something about it. There's probably value in that. <laughs> think yeah I mean if we think of it this way one preacher said this history unfolds according to what you do and don't do and according to what you do pray and don't Don't pray pray. what if God's favorite way of working is through people I think it is Mm -hmm. and if he's looking to work with us and through us Mm -hmm. then maybe there's more that we need to be doing Maybe we need to get more skin in the game to see more of the kingdom come. And it feels like there's so much more we need to talk about this. But this is exactly why I split this into part one and part two. Because believe it or not, we've already hit the hour. Oh. (laughs) Oh. Oh. So we definitely need to continue on this concept of that we are co-laborers with Christ. Mm-hmm. We need to also talk about this concept of how do we identify these storms? Mm-hmm. Because like we read in Mark 4, Jesus already done said, we're going to the other side. And the right. storm came. Yeah. How are we supposed to deal with that? Mm-hmm. We need to... Uh... <laughs> we're going to look at a little bit about binding and loosing and then praying some of these prayers Ooh. in faith. You doing do, the things you don't want to miss part two <laughs> just we didn't have enough time today to cover them all which is good we want to take our time we want to look at the scriptures make sure we're biblically grounded and based mm-hmm. before we move into this amen so friends and family i thank you for joining us the time just flew by as we dove into some of these really deep concepts i love what they said in luke You know, did our hearts not burn when we were talking with this man about the things of God? I think that's exactly what we want. So, Pastor, do you just want to close us in prayer tonight and and just thank God for all that he has shown us uh, in this session today? Oh, dear God, we praise you, Lord. Mm -hmm. We praise you for your goodness. We praise you for your words of empowerment. God, your, Thank the you, words God. that you're placing in your scripture, God, for our learning. God, that we understand that, oh God, you have even moved us from being called servants to co-workers with you, Lord, co-laborers mm-hmm. with you, Almighty mm-hmm. God. That, Father in heaven, we don't have to, oh God, walk in defeat, mm-hmm. oh Father, because you have 
uh, turn us around, change our lives. And God, your, your design is that you fashion us to be who you had created us to be from the beginning. And so, God, we thank you. We thank you for your plan of salvation. And thank you, God, for your kingdom, Lord. Amen. And how oh, you're yes. opening our minds up yes. to this, Lord. And I pray, God, for those out there who have been listening and tuning in, God, if they, they haven't really grasped, oh, God, that the kingdom is here and that you're wanting to, oh, God, begin a new life with them, Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that they will begin to open their hearts, Lord, and start to experience in the move of Almighty God in their lives, feeling the forgiving spirit of God, mm. confessing mm. their sins, Lord, surrendering to you, oh, God, that they too might receive this joy, this peace, and this lively hope in you. God, yes, Lord. bless each and every one that are tuned in today. May they have a good week just basking in your goodness. Mm-hmm. Father, thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Blessings to you. May God prosper you in all that you do in the rest of this week. Thank you for joining us again. You can go back and watch previous episodes on our YouTube channel, on our Facebook page, on our podcast, and be current with us as we move forward in this series of transforming our minds. Thank you so much for joining us and have a good night.